real mentors are people that give information for free. Now, this isn't to say that you can't charge for programs. I'm not saying that. But if you're not in a position to where you're giving people free information and you're mentoring people free, I question whether or not you should even call yourself that. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Harder Show, where we absolutely believe that both generosity and prosperity must and coexist. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to sit down today with Travis Blakely. You guys probably know of him as Travis Believes on Instagram. I'm going to sit down with him today because he is a perfect representation of those two things colliding and coming together. Now, Travis has spent basically his entire career helping other people shine. We're talking people like Princier, Lewis Howes, Jay Shetty, Tom Bilyeu, just to name a few of them. He's the founder of Inner Light Media, which is an A-lister social media marketing company that helps people find their unique message and then helps them get it out there in all the different ways that help it go viral. And so we're going to spend obviously a lot of time talking about what social media platforms you as an entrepreneur and as a brand should be on, what the future looks like. And then we're really going to spend quite a bit of time talking about his story because it's super inspiring. Guys, not long ago, Travis was homeless and then in jail for a few years. And now he's got this multi-million dollar business helping A-listers and like huge names, helping them shine and get their messages out. Now, here's what's really cool. He's kind of going through some transition himself. He's been out helping get other people out there, and he thinks it's time for him to bring himself out there into the spotlight. And so that we're going to talk about what's that like? What's that shift like when you shift from being behind the curtain to all of a sudden sharing your own message and why he's now doing that? You know, he inspires me on a regular basis, and, and I turn to a lot of individuals to, to be inspired on a daily basis. And I hope that I do the same thing for you when you listen to this show. And one of the things I've done is I've stepped it up and I've, I've started to text anybody who wants me to every single morning. Well, Monday through Friday, if we're being honest. But every single morning, I've started to text everybody on my text list who opts in for it, an inspirational mantra around money or business every single morning. When I wake up, I think about what it's going to be and the text goes out to you guys. Now, if you, if you want me to do this for you, it's real easy. There's no strings attached. It's totally free. I'm just helping to start your day on the right foot, so to speak. If you want this, just text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. I'm not kidding. Just try it out. No strings attached. Totally free. Every single morning I wake up, I'm going to send you something positive to start your day right around money, around business. So text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Speaking of being inspired, I guarantee Travis's story and the things that he shares with you right now over the next 30, 40 minutes is going to leave you exactly that, super inspired. So listen up, take some notes, get ready, get fired up, 
because this episode is incredible. All right, Travis, my man, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, listen, the, the, the appreciation comes from me because I told you offline before the listeners were, were listening in on us. I have so many people who have raved about you that I've been looking forward to doing this interview <laughs> for quite some time. But more importantly, uh, looking forward to getting to know you. You know what's funny? When, mm. when you do a podcast interview, you ever notice how quickly you connect with people as opposed to meeting them in different circumstances? Absolutely, because I think there is a, first of all, you, you meet on common ground. Mm-hmm. You know, secondly, you kind of like know what you're meeting for. And thirdly, like there's synergy there in terms of you connecting and being raw and asking honest questions. And, you know, and I think that raw and authenticity always creates a level of like trust between the two and, and building a mutual respect level. So, yeah. yeah. It's a much, much better way to bond right away. I right, So, listen, Absolutely. I, I want to start with this on Instagram. Your name is at Travis Believes. I've got to yeah. ask, why at Travis Believes? What's the story behind that name? Yeah, so that's a good question. So, you know, my name is Travis, my first name. My uh, real name is Travis Blakely. Um, <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that, you know, people have always said about me, when I was in high school, one of my nicknames was the philosopher, right? Because they used to say, Travis Believes a bunch of crazy <laughs> stuff, right? Like, <laughs> I remember, I, I'd never forget a teacher told me, you know, and I, and I thought this was the strangest thing to ever tell a student. He said, you're the type of person that will question why the sky is blue. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I am the type of person that will question why the sky is blue. I want to know why the sky is blue. Like, why is that a dumb question? Why is that a bad thing? Understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I, so I didn't understand that. Um, so I, I think just from early on, I, I've always, you know, kind of like separated myself from what the crowd mm-hmm. um, was doing. And eventually, as I became older, I became an adult, you know, know, living the type of life that I came from, you know, um, from poverty and stuff like that. I had to get to a point where I had to believe in myself, Mm -hmm. right, and what I was capable of doing. So anyway, long story short, the name comes from the idea that I believe that everyone, no matter your circumstances, no matter who you are, what your background is, what your, doesn't matter. I believe you are capable, you are smart enough to uh, overcome whatever circumstances that you are have been given. And not only do I believe you can do it, I believe you should do it. I think you have an obligation to do it. Okay, why? why? So a lot of times for the past few years on the show, I've said, hey, we have the obligation to live up to the talents we've been given and an obligation to play bigger than we are right now. Because if we all lived up to what we're capable of doing, I feel like we'd have enough solutions to solve everything that ails us, right? And there has I, never I been a time where there are more things going on, I think, that that ails us right now. So... Why do you say we have an obligation to show up like that? Yeah, so um, quick story in my background. I So I, I come from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas now. Fellow Midwesterner. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Wisconsin um, born and raised. St. Louis is Midwest still, right? Yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's actually the gateway to the West. There we That's go. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I grew up in poverty. I never met my dad. I, to this day, if he walked in front of me, I wouldn't know who he is. Wow. My mother uh, was on drugs, so I ended up going into poverty. I was in children's homes, right? Um, and in these children's homes, you know, you're living in a facility with a bunch of different kids and things like that. And it's, they're almost like forcing you to conform to what's going around, like you can't deviate here and there. So all my life, I've been trained, right? And, and kind of like, more importantly, everybody's been trained yeah. to kind of like fit into this mold, right? In school, you're learning, you know, you 
failing is bad, right? It isn't until you get older that you realize, wait a minute, failing is good. It's how you learn, yeah. right? Um, and so anyway, as I continue to uh, understand the importance of being different as I got older, because I ended up, I ended up going to prison early on. You know, I went to prison for three years, you know, when I was a teenager. And um, what happened was, you know, I, I was I was following the crowd, right? I, I came from poverty and the people around me was doing things to, to where it became normal. No, it became normalized to, to the things that people were doing. And then when I went in jail, I started seeing that people had a mask on, right? They were pretending to be something they were not. They were pretending to be this ultra tough guy. They were pretending... I mean, I'll never forget. I mean, you see 40, 50-year-old guys still gangbanging. I'm yeah. like, yo, what What are we, like, yeah. what? <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm just now, you know, starting to turn my 20s, right, in jail. And I'm like, what are, what are, what are people doing? So anyway, I knew, like, I saw it immediately. I'm like, this is not what we're meant to be. This is not what I'm meant to do, right? And I had to understand, well, what am I meant to do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what are we meant to do? Right. Well, we're meant to be ourselves, not put on this mask for everybody else. And so when I started to realize, okay, if we're all chasing happiness, Mm -hmm. right, we're all chasing, you know, fulfillment. Right. We all want to contribute some sort of value to the world and and be valuable to the world. How do we do that? And the only way you can do that is by showing up as your authentic self, as by being yourself. This is how you contribute to humanity. This is how you contribute in a positive way by being yourself. So once I learned that and learned that, you know, if you're a person of integrity, it doesn't matter, who, you know, what your talents are or what your talents aren't. If you're a person of integrity, anybody will still want to be around you, right? You will be valuable inherently because you are a person of integrity. Then you add even more to the goings on of humanity once you include your gifts in that. And so once I learned that, right, the, you know, being authentic, right, and understanding this is how we become happy, this is how you progress humanity, I realized we all have an obligation to be our ultimate authentic self. Oh, I love that. So you mentioned uh, in that story that you were in jail. Did you say three years? Yeah, three years. How'd you end up in there? So I did a robbery, man. I was uh, early on, you know, when I was younger. Um, let me just be, again, transparent. I, I didn't have a family to, to rely on. I didn't have a mom or dad or brothers. Just any, any, we was all in group homes. We was all separated. We was all like, I, for example, I got a brother in San Diego, you know, now, you know, I got brothers and sisters. I don't even know my father's side of the family. I have no idea, you know. Um, so, you know, as, as you know, growing up in poverty, as I said, I was growing up in children's home. A lot of people don't know this, but people that are in children's homes, 80% of them usually end up um, in, in jail, right? Um, and there's a reason for that. You know, this system, you know, for, forcing people to conform to a particular system, this is not how we're meant. Like, we would literally want to break free from that, right? So anyway, as I'm learning life, you can really only conform to what you know. And so as I am around the people that I know um, and things like that, uh, I am things are normalized that shouldn't be. Like, uh, you know, if, if if I don't have anything, right? If I'm, if I'm I don't have it. exactly, you know. So um, that's something that I I normalized. It's kind of like in the back of your head, you know, it's not right, but you never think you're going to get right. caught, right? You don't do crimes because you think you're going to get caught. You do it because you think you're not, right? Right. right. <laughs> so I ended up doing that. You know, it was a survival tactic, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, survival for you know being in my inner circle, survival for literally surviving. 
And so I, I did that and uh, I went in jail. And it, and it gives you, when you're in jail, right, 23-hour lockdown specifically for myself. Wow. One know, hour a day, you're out. The other 23, yeah. you're locked up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and so you get a lot of time to really think about, you know, yourself. What's the purpose of life? What are you, what are you doing? What are we really contributing to, to the world? How am I contributing to myself? Are the people around me contributing to me? So you get a lot of time to think about what the purpose of life is and, and what and how can you contribute? And you either sink or swim. Um, and, and I wanted to swim. So what's yeah. the difference? So some some people get out and they sink. Mm-hmm. Some people get out and they swim. Like it propels yeah. them. What's, yeah. What happens? What's the difference between those who get out and sink and those who get out and swim? That's a very, very good question. Um, so as human beings, we're all malleable, right? Um, our, our brains... Like I say, it's made out of neuroplasticity, right? It changes and shifts based upon your experiences. In my opinion, right, the deciding factor, it only can come down to how, like your value system, right? It requires people to make an individual choice about your value system. And here's the reason why I I say it comes down to individual choice. People are easily engineered, right? If Nine times out of ten, if you if you put people in a certain environment, you can already predict how they're going to act. You know what I'm saying? If you raise them in a certain particular environment, doesn't mean everybody's going to act that way, but you can kind of predict the outcomes of of people. Again, we're easily engineered based upon how we are. We we want to we want to be accepted by the people that emotionally contribute to us, right? Which which is our groups, right? And however you identify these groups, it could it be feel your family, safe. That's how we fit in. Exactly, right, right. And you want to be valued by these people. Um, and it's the same thing in jail. What happens in jail is when you're around a bunch of criminals, right? Especially when you come from these backgrounds, I think like 90% of people that go to end up in jail come from fatherless homes, yeah. right? It's it's something crazy. Like it's something to do with, with uh, uh, you know, fatherless homes and things yep. like this. And this is cross-racial, by the way. Yep. Um, I think it's so, 85%. So one of my good friends, uh, Loretta yeah. Gaston, she's the creator of uh, Lunch on Me. An incredible uh, foundation that helps fight homelessness. And the mm-hmm. stat that she taught me that that rings true is 85% of those that end up in prison came from fatherless homes or uh, foster care system. Yeah. Wild? Yep. Yeah. So, so what happens is, so since we're coming from that background, we're kind of only doing what we know. So it's like, it's, this is an easy solution. If you know 85% of people are coming from these backgrounds, then we have to try to engineer these things. But the problem is we're now talking about people who are coming from these bad situations. So what is the responsibility? Ultimately, a person has to decide what, how do I live my life in the, in, in the ultimate way? And so it, a person has to make that personal decision. That, but this is the part, that where I have a little compassion because it's like, how can you tell a person to value that if they're not seeing it in their lives? And so it becomes tricky, right? Yeah, Cause you don't and know what difficult. you don't know. You only yeah, yeah. know what's kept you safe up till now. Right. Which is the reason why, um, Albert Einstein, what did he say? He had a quote about imagination and why it's, you know, it, it can be more important than logic. Yeah. I had to imagine something that was not visible in my life. Right. Imagination is what got me here. Right. It wasn't even me thinking logically. It was me thinking the impossibility. Right. And that's what it comes down to. How do you think about the impossibility? So therefore, this is the reason why, which kind of goes into why I started going into my personal brain, because if you really think about it, right, how many 
black guys are really in my position telling this story. There's not a lot. Yep. So these people out here are not even knowing that this is a possibility. The it's hard for their it's difficult for their brains to actually conceive that this is a possibility. So they only transform into what their environment is telling them that they can do. So does this um, so go back? Me, I don't mean to interrupt. Does this go back to no, what no, you said ahead. that we have an obligation to believe and then we have an obligation to actually perform bigger than we are right now? Does, yep. Is that tied into, you just said, how many black males do you see in this position? Yep. Do you feel an obligation to be a leader so that other black males or females for that matter can look and say, wait, there's something different that's possible and the reality could change? Absolutely. Because one of the most important things I think people misunderstand is if if people are coming from an environment, right, and they're not able to see the representation, right? We yeah. all talk about representation, right? Yep. The reason why representation is important is because people need to see what's possible. If I don't see myself within what's going on in the larger picture, then it's hard for me to conceive. We're only, we, like I said, we, we're products of our environment. If I, if I'm not able to see it, then I, then it's hard for me to conceive it. So for me, I have an obligation to take a responsibility, so to speak, right, to take what I know and to share it freely, right. In my opinion, you know, and you know, my, you know, a lot of people may disagree with me, but in my opinion, real mentors are people that give information for free. Now, this isn't to say that you can't charge for programs. I'm not saying that, but if you're not in a position to where you're giving people free information and you're mentoring people for free, I question whether or not you should even call yourself that. And good you know, tangible stuff, by the way. Not some bullshit freebie opt-in that doesn't move exactly, the needle. Exactly. Like, like right. let's say 80% of your content should be free, 20% should be charged. And, and I just kind of whip that number out from the hip. Yeah, but yeah. That's what we're talking here. Like real needle moving yeah. stuff. Exactly. There, there needs to be... You, you, need, you need to be in a position to where you're actually helping people go to the next level. This is what life is all about. How do we transfer information for people to build upon? It's, I just feel like, I literally feel like if you're not willing to do that, I just, I don't, I, yep. it's hard for me to respect you. No, I'm with you on that. Okay. So when did the big shift take place? This is what I want to ask. So yeah, at one yeah. point you were homeless. At one point you're yeah. incarcerated. You're yep. not on track to be the gentleman that works yeah. with all the A-listers and big names that we know yeah, right yeah. now with your, with Interlight Media. Yeah. When did that one thing shift inside of you, leading you to believe that you could yep. build a life like the one you have today? I got out of jail in 2009, right? Um, and I ended up meeting a guy named Prince E, yep. right? At the time, he was a, a, he was a rapper, right? Mm -hmm. He was a local rapper. Um, and, you know, I, I've always had... Uh, so, so my gifts, right? I understand my gifts, right? It's... it's I. Like when I see, I see things, right? I see people, right? When I see people, I immediately know what their gifts are and their talents and things like that. I'm like, oh, this, you can do this. This is, you know, and I just, it's like the, you know, Neo in the Matrix. I just see this and see that, you know, and, um, you know, certain people, I, I just see that in. And I've always had that capability and I've always had the capability of, uh, of connecting with people and, 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 and learning people and understanding people and how to bridge that gap between talent Right. And, and spreading that out. So I, I've, I've always had that gift. And so once I understood that, um, I, you know, and I understood I wanted to have an impact on a, on a greater level. I didn't want to just, you know, impact my community. I, I just really wanted to inspire people. In my personal opinion, everything that every human being does professionally, career wise, whatever, requires motivation. There's they was inspired in some type of way to do that. 
So in my opinion, inspiration and motivation is kind of like the cradle to everything that we do, right? So um, I met uh, up with Princey, you know, um, he was a local rapper, you know, at the time my brother and him did music, I got an older brother. Um, and so I, I met up with Princey and we immediately connected, right? His vision and the things he stood for was the exact same things I stood for. His goals and dreams was a lot. We was just super aligned with like everything we wanted to do. And the piece he was missing was like a, like a team. He didn't like have a team. So me and a couple of his friends and stuff like that, we all teamed up together, formed a team. It was a Make Smart Cool team. Uh, that was what he had at first. It was called Make Smart Make Cool. Make Smart Cool. That's awesome. Make Smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, it was like a counterculture to what we thought, yeah. well, to what was going on, right? You know how at the time the cool kids sat in the back of the bus and things like, like in the smart kids, the nerds sat yeah, in the front. Sat in the front. He front. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to change that whole entire paradigm, right? So we wanted to just create a, a, a environment of foster, you know, fostering each other. So anyway, long story short, I met up with Princey and uh, we spent the next four years trying to go viral, right? Wow. Figuring out ways to go viral, get the message out. How do we do it? And so that entire time of learning different tricks and stuff like that of how to go viral, how to get in front of many people, how to do different things. That was that time frame of really understanding social media and people. And what year was uh, this roughly? We, so 2010 is when I met him. Okay, I got out cool. in 2009. So it's like yeah. 2010 to 2014. You're trying to crack that code on going viral. 2014 is when he blew up. All right, yep, cool. Yep, yep, yep. And so what happened was, and I'll never forget, this is something he told me, because I used to try to get him to do shows in person. He used to say, why should I do a show in person where 500 people is going to be there when I could do something online and get the attention of 500,000 yep. people? And that was that was my mind shift on how I started. Switch from uh, you know what you're right. Let's let's get let's kill this online game. So anyway, he was. And the thing is about Prince, he, he's he's really a genius. Like he, like the stuff he comes up with is super incredible. Like every single time, like this this, this was the mind shift that I always tell people, right? That, and you, as as an artist, like there's a, there's a difference between a creator and a creative, right? Prince is a creative. Like he's super creative in what he does. It, this is what he used to say. His mindset was. Everything that I put out needs to be better than my previous project. Wow. Like, like, That's a cool know, mindset. It is. So if you have this mindset in everything that you do, you can only create like the best pieces. And so this is the mindset that he had. And, I, and he used to create some incredible pieces. I used to be like, dude, you're not going to be able to beat this. You, you can't. Like I used to say that. He used to be like, watch. And then the next piece would be something incredible. And I, at some point, I obviously stopped doubting him. And then it just... You know, but anyway, I used to do everything I, I did, you know, his, uh, I used to, you know, just emails, his social media. I even helped him shape some of his lyrics. I helped produce, I, I, I did every single aspect of what is stuff with him for those four years. Right. I was like, we was like this, yeah, like four years, you know what I'm saying? So, and you guys blew um, up in 2014, every, all the trial and error finally grabs a hold. Is yeah. that the moment that you're saying, you're like, wait a minute, this is the type of life I could build for myself? So that was so at the time I only wanted to work with Princey because okay. Princey was like I, I even to this day I still think he's the best at what he I don't yep. think there's anybody better than him in terms of how, how ingenious he really is. I just mm-hmm. I, it's it's hard for me to go into detail. I could create a whole entire another podcast about <laughs> that, but but anyway, yeah. So at the time I saw myself only like, yo, how do we just continue to turn him into the biggest, like brightest star possible? Um, and at the time, I don't know if you remember, but there was no entrepreneurs creating like motivational videos. And I, 
That wasn't a thing. Nope. Like this conscious creator space was not a thing at the time. So I ca- I actually was still wanting him to get back into the rap community because I'm like, yo, you don't get into the because the plateau for rappers can be up here, but you know, you had spoken word artists like you had like I don't know if you remember like Jefferson Bethke yeah. and stuff like that. But but they weren't doing what Prince E's doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so um I, I thought there was a plateau, but he saw he saw a different vision. He was like, nah, I, I'm I'm gonna stay in this lane. And he just created that vision. Um, and then so later when, you know, other people started reaching out to us, like Jay Shetty and stuff like that, when Jay Shetty was, you know, he was still working at Huffington Post, right? Um, and, he, you know, he didn't have many followers at the time. Um, and he was reaching out like, hey, yo, I think Prince is dope, man. I, I think it'd be good to collab. And I reached back at the time I was still running Prince's accounts in 2016. Um, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I think he'd be dope. So anyway, I ended up setting up a meeting with Jay in New York. This is when he was still staying in New York. Um, and I, I saw Jay, this is another thing. I saw Jay immediately. I'm like, yo, this, he's got legit. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. So I'm like, yeah. So anyway, I started working with him and helping him out and, you know, you know, Jay took off and it's, you know, Lewis and, and, and Mm -hmm. and Tom Billy and just, just a bunch of different people I see. And I'm like, yo, these people are great. And I ended up working with a bunch of different people and I formed a business because of the amount of different people I was working with. And I, cause I, these are super talented people that are seeing the vision in terms of, yo, what, because what the magic of Prince e is he made it seem easy. Mm-hmm. He made it seem effortless in terms of how do we take this stuff to the next level? And it did become easy. You know what I'm saying? Because the, he created a space. And by the way, I, I always tell people that the first person kind of like in the conscious creative space, I would say Jason Silva, who also, who also is my friend too, by the way, I love Jason Silva. Um, but the one that kind of like popularized it on social media is, is Princey. Yeah. He did that. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, this, um, so anyway, this, this string of names that you've had a hand in is absolutely <laughs> insane, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. I've, when did it go from, hey, I'm just, I'm just helping Prince, I'm just helping Jay. All right, fine, Lewis, I'll help you a little bit. When did it go from that into really launching Interlight Media? Yeah. So, I launched Interlight Media. Um, when did I, I launched, so I actually didn't incorporate to 2018. Okay. Right. You know, um, and that's when I like kind of like incorporated. It was, you know, I, at at the time, and, and me and me and Prince, me and Prince, even to this day, kind of still work together. But um, I was working with Prince C like literally all until like 2018. But at that point, I was like, you know what? I do need to build a business, right? Yeah. I need to build a business, you know, for myself to kind of like expand, yeah. right? Into 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 helping more people. Um, Jay, when it when it came to Jay, it's more like, hey, he just became a personal friend. At one point, me and him was talking every day. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I just was helping him out. And it was, it, we, we just started the whole thing. The thing about Jay, that Jay has is better than everybody. Jay is a massive hustler. Yeah. Like he, he, the way he sees things and hustles, like he's freaking incredible. And I then I ran think into Monk. A, I think people think calm, Monk. No, his right? vision and seeing opportunity yeah. is second to yeah. none. It's it's insane, you know. And then uh, and then Lewis. Uh, the thing about Lewis, I've always loved about Lewis. Again, he's another one. He's a massive hustler. Mm-hmm. Like he he sees so many different variables and things on how to touch base, like his podcast and stuff like that. Right? Like he started, you know, LinkedIn and started, you know. And Prince, he was one of his early. Well, I don't I don't know how soon it was into his podcast. I can't remember the the number, mm-hmm. but early Prince, he actually was one of his early one. I don't actually know what happened to the episode. I think the episode somehow got deleted or something. I don't know, but that. He was on one of his early episodes, and that's when, like, uh, I actually first got hit to Lewis. You know what I'm saying? And then, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. And then Tom, before Tom, like, really 
Tom had Inside Quest at first. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. He had Inside Quest with another partner, and then he he started to wanted to jump into, you know, the whole you know kind of like inspiring people and things like that. And so anyway, a lot of people that that really these these incredible entrepreneurs that's like, you know, in their own right, just like creating their own space in their own lane and really doing their thing. Um, I've fortunately been able to work with um, mainly because at the end of the day, like this, the, the circle of people like that actually knows what they're doing is very small mm-hmm. amount of people. It's not a lot of people. Like there's so many different people that call themselves social media gurus. Yeah. And I, but there's only a certain a small amount of people that really actually are kind of like behind the scenes moving things. So yeah. what do you, let me ask you about that. Cause there's a, you're right. It's I, I put them in tears. There's like the best, the best, then there's people yeah. who are pretty good. Then there's a whole bunch of people who are just, you know, let's say six months behind what the people who are pretty good are doing, and, and they're saying, "Well, yeah. I, can, I can reteach that too," which is okay, yeah, yeah. right? Because everyone yeah, has yeah. different skill sets. Yeah, yeah. But you're one of the best of the best. So, what do you see differently? What do you do differently than the mm-hmm. average person out there trying to sling? Hey, I can help you build a brand on social media. Yeah. So, it's, it's the one thing that separates me from everybody else is I, I think too many people tries to only use what works instead of seeing the bigger picture of what can I do? What is the future landscape of social media look like? And how do I tap into that before everybody else does? And what is the the future? Like reveal it to us right now, if you're willing, where should we be heading right now? Uh, That's that's a good question. Um, So honestly, right now, obviously TikTok is, Mm -hmm. you know, is is doing its thing. I think actually this is something I I, I learned from Gary Vee. You know, Gary Vee is dope. I've met with him a few times. Something he told me, because this is something actually me and him disagreed with at first. It was a it was something he told me though that I really took to heart. He said, um, he said, if there's a lot of people on a platform, your opinion about that platform doesn't matter. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You need to figure out a way to take your creativity, right? to inspire those people. Mm. And I agree with that 100% of uh, uh, time because at the end of the day, we actually, when I was working with Prince C, it, we actually started, we was YouTube at first, mm-hmm. right? But we really went super viral on Facebook first, mm. even though we started on YouTube. Um, and so, but we went on Facebook because it became easier, you know, sharing is a lot easier on Facebook. And so I, it clicked and I'm like, you know what? Because that, that's when I started thinking, you know, this is how I need to, to do my, my business. But we had already did that, right, with with E, right? But I ju- it just didn't click yet until I had that conversation with him. So anyway, um, I, I, the, the biggest key that I think people miss is just misunderstanding that whatever platform, it actually doesn't matter. You need to individualize yourself. You need to understand yourself, right? You need to understand what makes you tick, what, makes, what gives you life, where is your creativity, what does it work best on? And we need to create a landscape to where people will follow you. You don't want to be one person out of a thousand. You want to be one of one, yep. you know? And so I help create that one of one. You're not going to be like anybody else. You're not going to be like 50. I'm not going to give you the same blueprint that 50,000 other people. It's not going to be that. It's going to be, an, it's going to be very individualized and it's going to work for you. And it's going to allow you to stick out. That's different from everybody else, which is why all everybody that I do work with, they stick out differently from everybody else. It, it, it's working. Because everyone you seem to touch turns to gold. So yeah. you're saying TikTok's, TikTok's where we got to go. Well, okay, yeah. Let me let me let me rephrase that. TikTok is a. I think that's a place people underestimate. I'll say. I think there's so much attention there um, that I think 
it would you a person would be remiss if they didn't at least consider that strongly. Instagram is big. Let me tell you the end game yeah. out of all these social media platforms. YouTube is the end game for all these social media platforms, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Facebook, YouTube is still the number one thing because it's really a search engine and it's everlasting, right? Well, evergreen, I should say, in a sense that you can make a video in 2014, 2015, 2016, and then blow up. TikTok's not the same. It's so everything is so instant with TikTok, it just doesn't last. It's 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 something that I do I do think it's a fad. You know, I will admit yeah. I do think it's a fad. I do think, you know, your content it's not, isn't it, searchable. It's not gonna your, yeah. your viral TikTok video is not gonna be discovered or seen six months from now unless someone's going exactly. way the hell down the rabbit hole on your profile. Exactly, exactly. And really so, same with you, Instagram, if you think about it. Yeah. You YouTube, if, if when I tell people YouTube is the number one platform, but but here's the thing. How do we create let's take the Pauls, right? The Paul yeah. brothers. The Paul brothers started off on Vine, mm-hmm. right? Then they went to Instagram. Then they went to Facebook. Then they went back to Instagram. Then they went to YouTube. That's actually how it happened with them. Mm-hmm. And so um what I what the reason why I mentioned that though is because you just need to figure out your vertical. You need to figure out, all right, and and which is what I'm for. This is what I do. I, I I really sit down with people and figure out, hey, what, what's your strong suits? What are you good at? What do you do? What do you what gives you purpose? What gives you life? You know, um, and then I will based off that tell people where to go. But I'll just say this: YouTube should be the end game for for all the creators, simply because it's it's a long game. It's the long game. Like YouTube is the long game, but you know, TikTok is the right now. Instagram also is right now. Facebook is kind of mm, yeah. You know? Is there even I mean, going to be a place is, for Facebook? I think Facebook groups is about all it's going to be good for. Yeah, Facebook groups is good. I mean, I like Facebook groups. Still works. Facebook still works. Like for example, you, there's a lot of people still creating amazing content, but you have to curate your own community. Now it's no longer about you know this massive sharing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's more so about how do you create your own community. Um, and so it's it's just to shift it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it, that's the main thing. I, you know, really understanding yourself, really understanding your brand. If you really think about it, these ultra viral videos are not really doing its thing anymore. What's happening is people are creating their own communities and going viral within their community. That's oh, really what's going on I now. I hope people pick that up. I hope that, I hope that like the, the people who are like, oh, if only this video would go viral, then I would blow up. Uh-uh. Nope. The new game is you need to add so much value that you build yeah. a community and then everything yeah. you drop in that community is popular within that community. And that's more valuable exactly. than, let's say, 10 million people seeing some random-ass video of yours. Yeah, so if you remember, if you recall, everything wasn't as ubiquitous as it is now. Mm-hmm. See, back in the day, remember I was saying we was on YouTube first. When we got when we did a million views, we was on the front page of YouTube. You know how many people get a million views now every single day on YouTube? Tons. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same. Back then, a million views in 2010 was incredible. Yep, unheard of. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody's like, "Hey, it's a million views." You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I think there's over, I think there's 200 and right now there's over 250 thousand channels on YouTube that at least minimally has a silver play button. Back in the day when I was when we was doing it, you know, when there there was like a hundred. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the blue check mark. The blue check mark used to be a thing. Now everyone's got it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 it's, it's the landscape is vastly different. So it's it's much harder, right? And this is the reason why it's important to talk about what is viral because it's much harder right now to 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 say okay, 
since this got a million views, everybody has seen it. It's just not yeah. the same anymore. Now it's, it's within your community. So let's talk about you. Mm-hmm. You've helped all these people be out in the spotlight. Like you've been that driving force behind them. And just now, just now you're saying, you know what? Enough being behind the scenes. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to start yeah. doing the interviews myself. I'm going to start doing the videos myself. What shifted in you that made you want to come out from behind the curtain and say, hey, here's me. I'm Travis Blakely, and here's what I have to say. Yeah, so, I, so I've, I've always understood the power of a personal brand. Um, but for me, I was so caught up in, like, I'm, sometimes I'm just like super like tunnel vision. Like I'm laser focused whenever I'm working with somebody and, and helping build them up, right? And so that's what I'm focused on. And so, and, I, and I, so I don't deviate from that. And so when I'm helping these guys, I'm like, yo, I'm working with this guy, I'm working with this guy. I need to really focus on helping them out. But I got tired of, you know, there's, there's two things that, that I got tired of doing. I got tired of being like, yo, you should really do this. And then somebody telling me, well, I, I'm like this person here. So I don't, and I'm like, yo, bro, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. You know what I said? You don't know what you're talking about. And so I said, you know what? And this is why I actually started building my own profiles for Interline Media. And so I started building, you know, I built a, you know, I got millions of followers now in Interline Media. I said, let me just do that so these people can see that I, I, I can do this in my sleep. So I built, you know, my Interline Media profiles and millions of followers. But then I started realizing that even with that, it wasn't my personal brand mm-hmm. and people still was like, I said, okay, well, all right, let me go ahead and build my personal brand up. And then I can tell the stories that I want to tell. I can tell them in a way that I want to tell them. And additionally, I think I can have a, a, a bigger impact. And I think my story, like I was saying earlier, that there's nobody kind of like telling a story. It's like, I don't know anybody. And it could be somebody, but I don't know them. I don't know the black guy that comes from poverty, that went to prison, that's not like, I don't know that person that's that the entrepreneur. I don't know who that is. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be that person now. You know what I'm saying? That. Because I don't, I, I don't, I can't rely, I can't wait on other people. I I used to have debates with Prince C about doing certain yeah. videos. Yo, do this video. No, I don't want to do that video. You gotta do this video. So now like, you can do the video. Exactly. Right. Now, now I can do this video. So and that and that's, you know, and, and that that really empowers me. You know, that puts me in a position to really um take it to the next level. That goes back to what you said in the beginning of the interview when you said, listen, we got a responsibility to show up. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're like, yeah. there's no one out there telling the story of the black guy that came from prison that is a successful multi-million dollar um, entrepreneur now, yeah. and someone's got to tell that story, or other people yes. won't believe it's possible. Exactly, and and, and that I, I got to this point, you know, what I'm saying where I was able to be like, you know what? Now that I can tell this story and impact other people, um, I, I think this is going to give me a lane, right? That that really isn't opened up, and that's when it really kind of like hit me, like, oh, you know what? This is this is an entire lane you know, to where I can speak on, right? I, I think, for example, the, the diversity conversation, right? I don't think it's wide enough. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we talk about diversity in race and sex, but do we talk about diversity when it comes to people with disabilities mm-hmm. or people that have been in prison or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, does it, like, I, I think, or, or even economically, mm-hmm. right? I do think it's important to say, oh, this person comes from a, a poor background versus this person comes from a wealthier background. 
we should have diversity in that. Like, I don't think there's enough conversation in those things because when I look back at my community, right, where I come from, there's so many talented people that never got a chance, or I just say they squandered the talent, you know, and weren't able to shine like I know that they can. And I, you know, so I'm like, you know what, we need to, we need to put, we need to shine a light bulb on people that are making it out that community and what they're doing instead of highlighting the bad and the negative. You know what I'm saying? I love that. You know, you talked about impact and we talked a lot about money and how money can help you create impact on this show. How did you view money when you were homeless and incarcerated versus how you view it today? You know, that's a good question. So, so, um, first off, you know, my wife is a CPA. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you, you got on lockdown now. Yeah. Um, but so that's all right. This may surprise you. Um, um, but back then I kind of loathed the idea that we need money. Doesn't surprise me at all. I actually expected that to possibly be the answer. But believe it or not, Chris, I still kind of believe. <laughs> That's okay. Now let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. Here we go. So I expected yeah. you say, "Hey, back then, you know, uh, screw the system, and 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 I'm not going to be, you know, uh, subject to money and all these other things, right?" And now that you have it, now that you understand it, you're mm-hmm. still saying, "I kind of feel that way." Yeah. Unpack that for me. Why? So, all right. First off, let me say this. We are living in a time unprecedented, right? You know, where, you know, the stuff that we have now, people 100 years ago just would have dreamed of having. Yeah. So let's, we can't escape that. You know what I'm saying? The way, you know, a poor person is living now, right? It's so much back years, then. Exactly. Light years above what's, what's going on. Uh, back then, but here's what I what I realized. I don't know. I, I you know I've been to India before, right? Okay. And um, I noticed that, and not just that, but by the way, not even that. I've been to different, you know, lots of different places, yeah. right? And and what I noticed is, <clears throat> poverty can be looked at two things. It can be looked at as a mindset, mm-hmm. and it can be looked at actual relevance in your life, yeah. right? In terms of how much wealth you have or money you have or don't have, right? Um. And I noticed uh, something from people that come from very impoverished places, right? Um, or countries, I should say, cultures, right? I, I noticed that a significant portion of those people are very spiritual, mm-hmm. right? And they understand more about spiritual wealth and spiritual health yeah. um, than, than anything else. And it got me to realize that true civilization, right, what's truly civilized mm-hmm. is how well we get along with each other. It's yeah. not... Know, technology, it's not how much wealth you have or anything like that. It's really how well we get along with each other. That's true wealth. In fact, there's a quote that says emotional intelligence is the highest form of intelligence. Yep. And I think I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, why do I say that? I say that because um, look at the wars and stuff we fight over money. Yeah, it's true. The things that we do, just think how much death and all this stuff happens over money. You look at this stuff and you're like, if you go to the poorest countries that they don't even care about money, they have don't, you know, and these people, they, they get along. Yeah. They don't care about money. Yeah. But when, when, when people that, even the people that we look up to, right, 
right? The people that we look up to with massive wealth, if you really kind of like dig into how they got their wealth, a significant portion of the time, they were doing some pretty shady stuff. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so I get to the point where it's like, and I understand, by the way, because I know some people you know, going to disagree with what I'm saying. I understand what I am saying right now is very fanciful. I understand that. But it still makes me beg the question of what is possible. Is it possible to create a reality, right, a society, um, where we can still love each other, appreciate each other, um, foster an environment like a lot of these impoverished people that don't have money, right, to where they are um, communing with one another, right? Um, and, you know, and, and, and kind of living an ascetic lifestyle. And I'm not suggesting that yeah. we need to live all live an ascetic lifestyle. Um, but is it possible that we can create um, wealth in a way that doesn't require us to view, I have to have wealth and these people have to be poor right. in order for us to have a society? It, and all I'm saying is, way. yeah, all I'm saying is, I think that there's something to that that should be in the discussion. And trying to figure it out. Too many people, I think, are saying, oh, you know, socialism this or capitalism this. And I'm like, yo, forget all these systems. How, is it possible, right? It, is it some, or is it morally obligatory for us to try to do, right? Is, should this be in our purview, right? Should this be in our vision, at least in the future sometime? To Can we create something to where we don't have to do this? And so anyway, that's the, the framework that I come in. You know, when when I think of these things, because I know I agree that you know we live in an unprecedented time right now, where you know people would have loved to live now, even in you know in the poor cases. But at the same time, you know we have to look at the amount of death and, and things that happen, and, and including the environment, whatever. In the quest you know, for money, well. exactly yep. right. We can't separate. We like to separate the two, yep. but we can't. But we can't. We can't. Man, this yeah, is exactly. really it's it's absolutely fascinating because you're right. I mean, if you look at every great nation throughout history. What's been their collapse? When that tilt between the rich and the poor gets too big, when that gap gets too big, yeah. that's yeah. when that nation collapses, right? Yeah. And there hasn't yeah. been a nation yet that's been able to, to keep that from happening. And so it's, yeah. it's not a crazy concept to say, eh, what kind of harm are we creating in this quest for wealth? And, and what would a different wealth kind of be? We have to have a whole separate yeah. episode on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to have a whole yeah. separate episode on that. I just think it's worth the discussion for us to have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just think it's, like, I, I think we just need to get away from, you know, I, I got, I'm pretty sure you know some of them. I got a fr- Brian Daniel Moran, right? I yep. probably know him, yep. right? He's capitalism.com. Yep. You know, I, he's super smart guy. But like, I, I, I don't understand this incessant idea that you, it has to be capitalism. Like, why? Why can't it be something better? Like, <laughs> yeah, we got, we, we got to unpack this on, a, on another show because I want to re- yeah. respect your time. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this though. I do have one more question about money before we let you go. Mm-hmm. On this show, we always we use the tagline that when good people make good money, they can do great things, right? I agree. What is something great that you've been able to do for somebody now that you've gone from homeless to the incredible position that you're in? Oh, that's a incredible uh, a question. First off, I've been able to hire. So when I got out of jail, um, I uh, you know needed a job. I started working at AT and T. My friend. Uh, got me that job. Um, so one of the things I was able to do was hire. He's my COO now, right? Wow. And I pay, I pay him more money than he than he made um, than he than he worked at his job. Another thing I've been able to do is retire my wife as a CPA. Oh, that's cool. 
When yeah. you can create good jobs that pay well for people that they enjoy, I think that's one of the greatest acts of kindness you can ever do. Absolutely. Um, my my brother, who my younger brother, he also had a you know serious situation he had to deal with uh, legally as well, and I was able to help him. Like just different things oh. like that. To you know, my my older brother, right? Who he's phenomenal man, phenomenal American man, American dad. Um, but because of what I do, I was able to inspire him to hit, like, he now lives in a bigger house and I, like I've helped him build his thing. So it's just like, there's so many different things I was able to do. And those are just small things. Um, and this is also another reason why I started, you know what, I need to build my personal brand because these things are great behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but I need to have a larger impact. Yes, 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 yes to that. Like, let's shine the light on these things so we can inspire other people that one, it's possible and two, Remind them to do it. I love that. Tra- Travis, listen, man, where, where should we follow you? Where should we connect with you? Yeah, Instagram and YouTube. Travis Believes. You can Google me, look me up on YouTube, look me up on Instagram. Those are the best places for me. Or you can go to my... If you, if you look for any services to, to grow your brand, um, just go to innerlightsocial.com. The name of my company is Interlight Media, but the name of my website is Interlight Social. Um, and you go there, you can inquire about any of my services um, and we'll help you get there. We will drop all those links in the show notes. I'm going to inquire about your services right when we're done with this episode. <laughs> Travis, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man. I know how valuable your time is, your knowledge is, and it means the world. I'm glad that I finally got to connect with you on this level because everyone's been bragging you up for quite some time. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You and having this incredible space and uh, have a blessed one. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.